0: You can rebuild a motor, reboot your computer, even kickstart the old scooter. But what do you do when your own mojo is mutilated? Aww. That's where we step in. Welcome I got my mojo to the Mojo Radio Show. But it just won't work
1: on hey everybody and welcome to another edition of the Mojo Radio Show. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for hitting the download button. We like having your company gets our mojo working. For those of you who are joining us after Rocktober, this show is about finding interesting people that we think have got an opinion or a tip or a tool, something that they can share with us, being you and I and me and Robbo here in the studio. To help us get our mojo working, driving the big red bus that is the Mojo Radio Show is Robbo behind the panel. Welcome, mate. How are you doing?
2: Uh, I'm doing all right. I'm struggling a little bit today. I'm, I'm sort of... Um, I'm missing Rocktober. <laughs> yeah, the uh, Rocktober hangover. <laughs> yeah, I think so. But um, to, get us, to get us started on the right foot... Did you ever do driving holidays with your parents? Uh, yes. Yeah, in fact, I, I did a lot of driving holidays with my parents, yes. Well, when, when I used to go on driving holidays with my parents, my old man would always be playing a bit of Dave Allen in the car or a bit of Bill oh, Crosby. Really? Yeah, yeah. So I thought a nice way to kick us off this week and to maybe get my mojo going so I'm right to hook into the show, I found this nice little piece, Dave Allen talking about Adam and Eve. If God has been there forever, what was he doing before he got to us?
3: <laughs> I mean, what was he out there doing? Was he sitting there going... <laughs> <laughs> Bored today? What'll I do? I mean, suddenly, from nowhere, he suddenly decided to create a world. I'll make a world. That's what. Make a world. Yes, that's what I'll do. Rivers, seas, boom, mountains, boom. Everything is there. I want a garden. I'd like a nice garden. Quack! Garden Gardening? Hate gardening. Need a garden. Ah. Gardener spit and dust, Adam. Hey, And he, Adam, never once says, where in the name of God did I come from?
4: <laughs>
3: I mean, he's 40 years of age. He has no child and he has no recall. He doesn't say, how did I get here? But he's quite happy. He just kind of trundles around the garden, working away. And God is looking at him, and he sees that Adam is happy. I didn't put him there to be happy.
4: <laughs> I'll
3: put a stop to that. <laughs> God, during the night, sneaks down like a thief and steals. Doesn't ask, doesn't request, doesn't... Steals it! His rib!
4: <laughs>
3: and from his rib, he makes woman. And Adam wakes up in the morning, he's a real thicky.
4: <laughs> he's lying there.
3: He's in, and there's somebody else, he doesn't say, where did you come from? Where, how the hell did you get here? Where did you, where did you get those lumps? <laughs> just goes out and goes gardening. (laughs) And God comes down and has a conversation with Eve and tells her that she can eat of any fruit in the tree in the whole garden, with the exception of one fruit tree. He's talking to a woman. (laughs) He actually tells her not to eat of the fruit. And then when she says, which tree can't I eat? He says, that one over there. He points it out to her.
4: And then when he goes and
3: hides and she sneaks up to the tree and a snake comes down and has a conversation. A snake. Now if I see a snake, I'll back off. One starts talking, I'll crap myself. (laughs) And the snake actually convinces her to eat the apple and she eats the apple. And when she eats the apple, she learns shame. That's what happens when you eat
4: apples.
3: (laughs) Now, she's not ashamed that she's disobeyed God or that she's eaten the apple. She's ashamed of one here, one part of her body. That's all. She becomes ashamed of that area of the body. Now, why that area? Why not her elbow? Her nose. Do, Do you actually realize that if Eve had been ashamed of her nose, every woman in the world now would be ashamed of your noses? You'd all be sitting here tonight with little nose knickers on. (laughs) Men would be in nightclubs watching totally naked ladies with G-strings on the nose. (laughs) Take them off! Oh, I saw a nose!
2: (laughs) The Mojo Radio Show. There you go. See, that warms me into the show now. I'm ready to go now. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's good for the soul. A good laugh's good for the soul. Now, uh, before we rock into our guest for today, some housekeeping. Mm. For all our listeners who were very, very kind and left us a review, we have for you the Buddha Brew. Leave a review, you got the brew. That ran right through October. Oh, let's face it, into the early part of November. Mm. If you left us a review, and quite a few people did, and I'm talking to Henrietta and Tomo, Dalmatian 007. Dalmatian 007. What's that? The the killer dog. <laughs> yeah. Got a awesome. visual on that one. Yeah, absolutely. License to bark. M Skier <laughs> and Ben, I think it is, who yep. left one on my birthday, actually October 20. Uh, thank you guys for doing that. Uh, slightly organized who goes on big car trips with the Mojo Radio Show, speaking of Dave Allen, there you go. and all the other guys who left reviews or sent us messages during Rocktober, please go to our website, themojoradioshow.com, mm. send us an email via the website at info at... And just give us your mailing address because we have a big bag of beans. And also with that, let us know if you want beans or you want us to grind it for you because Mm. Peter at Fish River Roasters will do either one. That's very important. The other bit of housekeeping is, uh, mate, we hit our target on Kickstarter. Hey, nice work. Booyah. (laughs) Booyah.
0: In life's journey, one needs a life's journal. So the Mojo Show is testing the crowdfunding waters with the Mojo Show thought-provoking journal.
1: Thank you, AP. And uh, what that means is that we'll be spending the month of November and December packing journals into post-packs to send off to our listeners uh, right around the world because we had a really... It was fantastic. I mean, almost 50% of Kickstarter campaigns don't see the light of day. They don't work. So to get the Mojo Journal up very gratifying. We are very humbled by it, and we will be spending a lot of time putting postage stamps onto packs, getting ready for Christmas. There you go, mate. I'm interested.
2: Tell me, um, were there any tricks that you found along the way to um, to help you reach your target? Do you think your network helped, or do you think it was was the way you presented it on the actual website? What do you think was the, um, mm.
1: the big winner? Well, I think we'll winner? do an actual show on Kickstarter. Mm. I would say critically important is your video. I had a lot of comments on the video, your yep. photography. You need a prototype because people want to believe that what you have is serious. Mm. I think your network takes you so far. After two weeks, you've probably done your network. You then need to have a strategy to get outside your network globally. Right. So I use things like green inbox and that sort of process to get to new networks, which worked particularly well. I did get an email from you telling me all about your project on Kickstarter. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, it's very interesting. There's a, lot of, there's a lot goes into it and there's a lot to work. It's pretty stressful because you kind of, each day you're hoping for the Kickstarter notification saying that somebody has been kind enough to back your idea. Mm. They come from all over the globe, which is quite humbling. Um, I think there's a lot goes into it. I think the level at which you set your target is critically important. How many days you set your campaign for is important your network you have before you start, getting outside your network once you started. Yeah. Uh, your means of communication with people, like you really have to be on the ball all day long, replying to people, answering questions, supplying information for people, uh, and it's knowing how much to do before you start to annoy people. So it's been an excellent exercise. What I have found, though, being out in the speaking circuit, is not everybody understands... Kickstarter or is played on Kickstarter. So it's only going to become bigger and bigger and I think for our listeners who are always ahead of the game, uh I would get onto Kickstarter and at least have a look around so that you can understand how it works because it is there's no doubt it's going to be bigger in the future. There's no doubt this thing is going to continue to grow as people have ideas, digital nomads, and Kickstarter will be probably the the favored platform because it seems to be the most popular platform. But I would definitely say to people, check it out, get involved in it. Even if you don't pledge for something, just understand how it works. And better still, to be honest, if you're a, if you're an opinion leader and you want to understand how it works, there is nothing like jumping in and putting something up because, uh, gee, you learn a lot in a pretty quick space of time. Yeah, yeah. So, listen, are we going
2: to follow this um, the Mojo Journal story? Are you going to follow the marketing campaign now or what's your plans?
1: Well, I think we are. The, uh, the idea now, we have to follow it right through until Christmas, till we deliver. Mm, mm. Uh, I want to get somebody... We've had a number of requests from our listeners saying, can we get an expert on, because I'm far from it, uh, an expert on to talk about the insides of Kickstarter, how it works, tips and tools for those who want to have a crack. Because I've, I must say, I've even had some of our, our former guests of the Mojo Radio Show contact me saying, I've got an idea, can I talk to you about how you did it and what you did? So um, there is a lot of interest around it. We'll get a guest on who we think can provide all the answers and give us a really good A-grade view of Kickstarter because I've only got experience of one one hack having a go, but we made it work, mate. So that's um, that really is something for us. Nice. Well done.
0: This is Tate Fletcher, Cage Fighter. Listen to Mojo Radio Show, or I'll be coming to see you.
1: Now, a couple of months ago, we spoke to the beautiful Yasmina hmm. from Mother Dirt. Do you remember that? I do. I love that interview. It was an excellent interview, and she was absolutely fantastic. And we spoke about what's going into our, let's call it healthcare products we put in our skin and how that could be damaging our skin. Mm. Today's interview, we turn to the inside. And this is a fascinating discussion with a guy about, with the supplement industry and what we think we're taking to make us better and healthier, is it really... There's a company called Natural Force globally, and in Australia it's called Nature's Force. Now, Joe Rokoski and his mate Justin started this business, and this business is all about pure natural products with no BS. That's their positioning, no BS. And we thought it'd be great to get Joe on the phone to have a chat about the supplement industry, why their product is different and what we can expect if we get on board with Joe and Justin and their range. Now, upfront, guys, we're not associated with this product. We don't make any money out of it. We just think that health, wellness, supplementation can make a big difference to your mojo, get your mojo working from the inside to the outside. So, Joe, welcome to the Mojo Radio Show, mate. Thank you. It's great to be here. So just to, to bring everybody up to speed, mate, what what does Joe do on a day-to-day basis and, and who would you be doing it sort of with or for?
5: A lot of things. I wear, I wear many hats. Uh, I'm one of the, I'm one of the co-owners and co-founders of natural force and, uh, my business partner, Justin, uh, was not able to be on the show today, but, uh, he sends his, uh, he sends his best. And, <laughs> um, the, the, the two of us kind of man the entire ship for natural force. And we, you know, we usually start pretty early about 5am and, uh, you know, get things rolling with some coffee, just as as, as you guys are. And, yes, sir.
2: And hello uh, to our friends at Caveman Coffee.
5: <laughs> oh so, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Tate's a great guy. Uh, we actually just uh, saw him out at uh, Paleo FX in Austin uh, in the spring. So right. Then after that, we kind of start lots of email communication. We're a growing company, so we're just starting to onboard some employees. So we're doing a lot of employee training and product development and marketing strategy and, I mean, you name it. You know, I do everything from answer and email to train an employee to pack a box. Wearing very many hats right now.
1: So just to put us in the picture, mate, um, talk us through Natural Force. So as a brand, what's the background to creating a business? Because I've, I've read a lot about you and Justin and what you're doing, which I find quite fascinating. What is Natural Force? And where where does it fit in this market?
5: So, well, uh, six years ago, uh, J- uh, Justin and I had we were ta- we were discussing different supplements, and we both worked out and used a variety of supplements, and you know that's when all those, you know all those crazy pre workouts were getting to be huge, and protein whey protein supplements were taking off, and we just noticed that you know we ate very clean and natural, and tried to you know, eat a whole food based diet and take supplements to supplement our workout. Regimens, and we started noticing that there was a disconnect, and that the food we were eating was great, but the supplements that were supposed to be good for you and help you work out and be healthier were loaded with a bunch of artificial ingredients and artificial sweeteners and colors and some some things that you know your your body's not meant to process, and that can cause longer term health problems. And the light bulb just kind of went off, and we said, hey, you know, all this natural food and uh, paleo food and all of the, these types of, you know, back to basics type of eating principles are really starting to take off. And we're like, well, this is eventually going to spill over into the supplement market. I mean, pe- people yeah. are eventually going to start caring about that. And it just light bulb went off and they're like, wow, yeah, it is, but it's not right now. And we just kind of looked at each other and we're like, well, let's see if anybody's doing it. And we we just kind of did a little bit of research and we're like, man, there's no there's not really anybody doing this. So our main deal is that we create whole food-based uh, training supplements for for working out or just living healthier that are entirely based on herbs and whole foods. So we actually don't use any vitamin powders or creatine powders or any type of synthesized vitamin powders at all. Everything has to be a whole food or an herb or, or you know, or an herbal extract.
1: So you're, the whole vibe of Natural Force is, and I love this, is. Performance Fueled by Nature. With that being said, mate, is there a lot about the supplement industry that we don't know about? Because it it does concern me that if we go, we'll just rewind the start of the show with where you guys saw the gap. Is, Is there a lot of stuff that we are blindly taking, consuming, buying that is shroud behind a cloud that we're not aware of
5: it really depends and honestly there's not really any way to tell unless you know you you know who's who's behind creating it and how it's created unless you do a little bit of your own research so i mean honestly the supplement industry is especially in the states is not it's not that regulated the, the FDA cares about what you write on your labels because they don't want you making mm-hmm. false claims to the consumers um, but they won't actually pull anything off the shelf or really do anything to you unless they can actually prove that it's harming people so I mean there are there are banned ingredients lists and, and all of that but in a nutshell I mean you, anybody could buy you know a bulk 10 pound bag of creatine dump it into its own individual containers seal it with a heat sealer in their basement and print a label out on their computer cut it out and stick it on a bottle and sell it and they're really? not really—they're not really doing anything illegal.
2: There's been a big thing here in Oz. Um, well, really, this year it's really come to the fore about foods coming from China. Um, we've had issues with blueberries that have been grown in human waste and caused people to get sick um, i think some staggering amount like 70 or something percent of the garlic in our country comes from china which and the garlic's bleached in chlorine yeah besides what in, in terms of what you were just saying is is source of origin something that that we can look at with this stuff as well or is that a little less relevant there
5: you mean supplements
2: yeah with supplements sorry yeah,
5: yeah a- absolutely yeah the you know the whey protein we know we know the state and the farm where it actually comes from mm. and you know, to us, that's that's really important that we can tell our customers where where it comes from. Uh, you know, if we if we can't do that, you know, it's just it, do, it doesn't feel good. You know, when you can't sit and say, like, "Oh, where does it come from?" and you just sit there and you know, you're just like, I, I honestly don't. You know, I don't really know, or you make something up and then you're lying. So it's you know, we try. You know, we want to be as honest as possible. And you know, yeah, we're we're in business to make money, and yeah, a lot of our products aren't cheap, but we're you know, we're sourcing the most premium things that we can. And we're doing it in an honest way. So, and, and I think kind of touching on what you said about the, the the blueberries and the growing methods, I think that kind of going off on a tangent, but I think that, you know, people having their own gardens and such is becoming a lot more popular. I think people are really starting to enjoy growing their own produce and I think that it's that's really cool.
1: Joe, let's, let's get some specifics. Let's, let's take a specific so people can hear – kind of a cool product, the sourcing of it, what's in it, just so that we can get a a tangible handle on what we should be looking for.
5: So what, kind of going off on the, on the whey protein that we were just speaking about, when we came up for the idea for that product, you know, organic whey protein didn't even exist. So we're like, you know, this has to be coming soon. There's all this organic cheese and organic milk. You know, we know that eventually there's going to be a supply of this, organic whey protein powder and we want to hop on as soon as we can because you know we think that's the direction that everything's going. So we started doing some research and I actually ran a report online, figured out what the business code for a cheese producing factory was. So they call it a NACE code. I figured out what that was and I did a search in a database to find all of the organic certified cheese producing facilities in the United States. And out of that list, it must have took me all day, pretty much a full week of just all day, calling every single one of these, leaving messages, emailing them, some were calling back, some wouldn't, just asking if they had the ability to or if they had any interest in producing or if they already had some of organic whey protein powder. Eventually, it was one of the last people we called. We got we got a hit on it, and they said, we think we might have a pallet of it, and we don't know what to do with it. And we were, we were like, okay, well— <laughs> let's uh, let's you know, let's chat with whoever we need to chat with to get you know, get our hands on this stuff and, and look at it. So that gentleman got back to us and sure enough, a week later we sent him a purchase order for that whey protein powder after going over all of the, the spec sheets they had for it. We went through all the sourcing and figured out, you know, where, where did it come from, where was it sourced from and it's that, that product actually has a really awesome story. Um, it's you know, it's non GMO project verified. Like I said, it's Humane Society verified. And it's it's USDA organic and it's 100% grass fed all year round. So, and it comes from you know small dairy farms in California. So we were super excited that we had found that. And this is a protein powder that can really differentiate us, you know, from the rest of the stuff on the market. And you know, it has a story. We know where the sourcing comes from, and we felt really good about bringing it to market. And you know, now it's our it's our top selling product now. So it's turned out to be a great success. But it's just a plain. It has nothing in it. It's just a 100% whey protein powder and it has no fillers in it. A lot of companies will add ingredients to their products to help improve the texture or help uh, improve the te- the taste. And one of the bigger things too is mixability. Just for the sake of mixability, they'll put you know soy lecithin, like soy oil or some other type of vegetable oil, powder inside of the product so that it will mix easier. So the consumer, when they put it in the cup or mix it it just mixes up instantly while our protein doesn't do that it still mixes okay but we we felt that it was more important that that product did not have that in it so that the customer knew exactly what they were getting and that we didn't then that's kind of where the bs free bs free thing comes from it's you know how do you classify all the stuff that we didn't put in our products that other people did and we said you know that's that stuff's you know it's bs so that's that's kind of where that comes from but it's the goal was to create the most pure thing possible and that kind of spills over into all of our products uh you know when we, we work with our manufacturer you know they'll 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 send us a batch sheet and they'll be like okay you know we have to use this so you know it doesn't get hard or clump at all and we just go back and say no we're, we're not using it you know or you know a lot of capsulated formulas will have stuff like magnesium stearate or other other flow agents and these flow agents are just so that their machines will be able to run the product faster with less clogs and more efficiently, it does nothing for you. In fact, it it deters the absorption of the ingredients in in your body. So you're taking a supplement, and then it has stuff in it that deters you from absorbing it. So whenever you know we're developing a product like the whey protein, we're like you know nothing added to help it mix, nothing added to help it its texture. You know, it's it's organic, it's natural. That's the way that it's supposed to be. We're not adding anything extra.
1: I remember working with a, I was out doing a a speaking gig, Joe, and I was um. Meeting with the chairman of this group, and he had been overweight and was on this so called eating program or diet, as he called it, to lose weight. And whoever he was working with had given him these protein shakes. And I remember it was morning tea, and he had this protein shake, and it was a bright red color. And I swear I could smell it from two meters away. Flavorings must be something we have to look at. I mean, flavorings and flavorings must also be an alarm bell with what people are using for flavorings and how that can impact on sugar Would that be right
5: yes yeah absolutely yeah, yeah yeah you have to look at it from all of those aspects absolutely
1: you're a uh, an athlete yourself you're doing optical races you're still doing that now
5: um I did about five this year
1: is that the same thing as we call a survival run here guys
5: yeah
2: yeah right yeah okay. tough mud, tough yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, yeah all that sort of stuff
5: you yeah. guys have a Spartan race over there right
2: yeah 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 when when Gary said obstacle race. <laughs> Yeah. I, I went to um. my kids my kids' kindergarten athletics carnival at school, that's all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Mate, when I said obstacle racing, you went to your lounge room. Getting that's across right. your lounge
2: yeah. room. Would be an dodging, dodging the empty packets of Tim Tams, yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've heard it said, Joe, that, that that there's the old saying is you can't. Out train poor nutrition.
6: That's right. Yeah, that
1: must be something that you you and Justin share as a philosophy. That you really, you know, if your nutrition is not right, you just can't out train that, can you?
5: Honestly, I mean, if someone that's looking to lose weight or you know get get in better shape, yeah, activity is important. But you you can make some vast improvements in in your physical health by just paying attention to what you're putting in your body and just changing your nutrition and you know maybe doing a little bit of physical activity twice a week i'm not saying that that's that that's enough but it, when you really break it down it's it's probably about 75 percent or even more is your is your nutrition now for athletes it's different but for for the regular person you can hardly work out if you want to and as long as you eat proper you're, you know you can you can get pretty lean and have a six-pack and you know all that stuff or you can eat like crap and go to the gym every day you know i see it every day when i go to the gym there's there's people in there that have been going there for years, and they they just say, "Man, I got to stop e- eating this, and I got to stop eating that." My problem is my diet. My problem is that diet. My diet, and they spend you know hours in the gym per week, and you know nothing changes. They look the same, so they're just they're just kind of running in the hamster wheel, so to speak, and just maintaining. To me, that's not good enough.
2: You've obviously nailed the the um, the supplement side of, of your business, the, the product side. What's been the biggest yeah. challenge in starting a business in general so far?
5: It's when you try to do everything yourself and you kind of start hindering yourself from growing a company and delegating some work to other folks so that you can start building a team and you can, you can get more done. And so That's sometimes one of the hardest things because you get so wrapped up in the day-to-day and it's like, I'll just do it real quick, I'll just do it real quick, I can keep up with it, and then you, know, you really have to put the brakes on and stop. And that's kind of where we are now. It's like, okay, we need to stop what we're doing, we need to stop physically answering all these emails and responding to all this, this stuff. We need to just turn it off. And we need to sit here and come up with a system for somebody else to do it. And, and while we might get a little bit more backed up during that time period, it, it's a necessity so that we can actually get someone else in place to get some help. So it's the hardest thing is keeping up with the growth and managing everybody so that everything can get done.
1: Well, what makes the partnership with Justin work? I mean, it's, it's quite a challenge for a lot of guys and girls to start with. With someone they know, and to have a partnership with somebody, what what makes it work between Joe and Justin?
5: Man, you know, we met we met in college and started this company when we were in college, and we initially became friends. Uh, we we were both in the entrepreneurship program in school, and so we already shared that same drive for business. And then, you know, we kind of start, started working out together at the gym, and then that's when the supplement stuff came up and it was kind of like we became friends. And then two weeks, two weeks later we became business partners. And then ever since, you know, it's just been, it's been great. I mean, we're, we're friends, we're business partners and it's just, we both have our strengths and we balance each other out very well. Like you said, I mean, it, it can be hard, you know, sometimes when you create a partnership, it just doesn't work. And then, you know, you have, you've got a business that you've built with somebody that you're like, man, I can't do this anymore. But with us, it's not the case. We keep getting more excited for what's coming next and what's coming next. And we just, you know, we keep working as a team and we both respect each other. And when one person doesn't agree with the other one, we're okay with saying, hey, I don't agree with that. Or, hey, what about this? And, you know, if he's saying this, he might, you know, he, there must be something to it. And that that's really, really what makes it work. Being able to accept feedback from one another and be on the same page and, and and setting goals because if, if you're not if you both don't set goals together and have the same goals then you're not both heading pushing the cart towards the same destination
0: and if that's not going on then yeah that's when the problems start. Are your neurons back start? Is your cerebellum congested? Time to clear the bottleneck with Mojo Mind Traffic. We're back taking a look at the head traffic and I can see a problem that's common on the thought highways throughout the world. Peak hour. Been working on your computer when it's taken a moment to do a little housekeeping, you know, when everything just stops the machine does its backups and checks a few systems. Well, when the head runs into peak hour, you need to do the same. Let your mind wander, escape your usual environment for a little while. Now, this might mean a walk around the office, out of the office into the daylight, some meditation maybe, or, or it might even need a weekend away out of the traffic. Now, don't worry. It's not like you're forgetting the task at hand. You're simply allowing the mind to do a little housekeeping. When peak hour hits the head, It's often worth spending a little while in the parking lot. You might be surprised at what you find. The Mojo Radio Show. We
1: spoke with a guy called Ivor Davies who is one of Australia's greatest songwriters and he was the lead singer and still is today for a band here in Australia called Ice House who actually did have international success. Um, When we spoke to Ivor about songwriting, he talked about his young son who a bit like you guys just come out of university, and he said he was quite sceptical about what was being written, what was being said, and he wanted to have the evidence or the data to back up what was being said. And I see it as it, I seem to see it as a trend with a generation coming through that are a lot more sceptical, and not not in a bad way, but sceptical as in. I want the details, I want the background. They don't seem so hung up on themselves. Coming out of college over there, is that something that you guys sort of believe in yourselves that's helped you be successful in the BS-free vibe around the brand? And do you see other people your own age doing what you're doing being the same where they want to know what's behind the brand? They're kind of skeptical until they get the details?
5: Yeah, I mean, I think that's with anything or anybody that's going to change how something's done and i think that that's the importance of thinking creatively and i think those who are thinking outside the box and thinking in like you said not accepting things for the way they are and say hey even though millions of people do it this way what if what if on the small chance there is another way to do this or what if we do this a different way and next it's funny that you asked that justin i just had this conversation before i hopped on this podcast and People might say, Oh, know there's no good ideas left. And it's like, well, if if you're thinking about it in terms of only trying to make someone else's idea a little bit better, yeah, you're kind of just building off of their idea. But if you completely try to change the way somebody thinks about something, or completely try to shake up an industry or shake up the way somebody does something and do it completely differently, then then that's when you come up with unique ideas and that's when you come up with unique concepts is you have to you get you have to think bigger, you have to think larger and you know Sometimes it might, at first when you come up with the idea, it might seem ludicrous or impossible, but those, those are the, those are the people out there that are making the huge changes and that are, that are innovating. And those, those people are very important.
1: When you started, Joe, what was the dream between the two of you? You sat down in college, you started to talk about the possibilities of a business together, right from the start, did you both share a common dream?
5: We did. Yeah, we just we, we both just kind of started shooting ideas back and forth and we're finishing each other's sentences. Fortunately, we've both been on the same page, and I think that has to do with one is is, is you know a, a synergy, and two is because that I think that you need to have goals when you start of what what the company's values are. So one of the first things we did were, okay, it's going to be easier for us to create this brand and can, uh, something that lasts, and it's going to be easier to create something that can grow if if you set principles from the start. So if you don't set principles from the start of what what it what does natural force mean, what you know what are your what are your founding principles, then it's harder to make decisions because you don't have any principles to from which to base the decisions. For instance, just as simple as when we first got on here, I said, okay, you know. We only make, our supplements are only from whole food ingredients. So it's like, okay, well, all right, well, should we come out with a a creatine powder? And it's like, well, no, that's not what we do. You know, there's a bunch of people doing creatine powder. That's not, that's not what we do. We do, we do whole food ingredients. So like, how can we maybe get some of the same results that you can get from creatine powder by just increasing certain herbs or foods in your diet? That's, that's pretty much how we come up with products, honestly.
2: I'm interested just to go back a couple of weeks ago, we spoke to an expert in food sustainability mm-hmm. and she was talking about Cricket powder, yeah. literally powder made out of crickets. Is that a direction that, that the supplement industry is traveling down or is it more mainstream foods?
5: Yeah, 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 absolutely. Cricket powder. Mm. Yeah, there's a, we have over here in the States, we have some uh, guys that make uh, they make cricket protein bars mm-hmm. and uh, they're actually pretty delicious. They're, uh, they're nice. Cricket protein bars. Yeah.
2: yeah. I like crickets. Yeah, yeah basically they,
5: they, they partnered up with a farm and they grow crickets and then they, they dry them they dry the crickets, dehydrate them, and dry them out, and then they they just they put them in a blender, I guess, and it goes down into a powder. <laughs> so basically, it just creates – it's the whole cricket, and it just creates a cricket. They call it cricket flour, okay. and then they take it's hot. It's very high in protein, and they they take that and they stick it in bars or
4: yeah,
5: make granola with it or yeah. it's just yeah, it's <laughs> it's interesting. You wouldn't think you know, a protein powder from an insect. But I mean, if you think about it going, going way back, you know, humans probably did eat insects. I mean,
2: you you expect to see it on the streets of Bangkok or in Asia somewhere, but you don't expect to walk into your local health food store and pick up a packet of cricket powder. (laughs) I
5: think that things like that, that are kind of like shocking Mm. a little bit to American culture. I think that some of those barriers are definitely starting to be broken down as we, like you said, you start questioning, people are questioning what they're, you know, What people have been doing for years, and if it's not working, you know, people may be more more open to things such as, oh, you know, it's okay to eat cricket powder. You know, it's okay it's okay for me to eat these, you know, these weird mushrooms in my smoothie so that I can increase my immune system. You know, versus drinking a powder of you know white B vitamins with orange citrus flavor and sucralose. So it's people are becoming more accepting of, of those things, and you hear stories all the time about different tribes and, and cultures around the world and you know you hear what they eat or what they do and it just sounds absolutely crazy compared to maybe the lives that we live but a lot of them are in perfectly good health or in better health than we are so it's it's, it's uh it's quite amazing
7: let's
1: just uh segue to inside the box let's talk testosterone okay like that segue there Robert. oh very nice <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk testosterone. And due to lifestyle habits we have today, Joe, it's probably fair to say that there are a lot of men who are low or lacking in testosterone. You've got a product which is specifically designed to increase our T. Can you talk through how a guy would use this product to improve their testosterone?
5: That product, Alpha Strength, is yeah. totally ba- it's totally based on, on Whole Foods. I mean, it's got turmeric in it. It's got white button mushroom. It has black pepper. It has um, tribulus fruit, and the, actually, the main ingredient is called shilajit, which is it's actually a, like a, a mineral. I guess we kind of, in layman's terms, we say well it people it's a rock extract. But what it really is is it's this black tar like resin that comes out of that squeezes out between compressed rocks and mm-hmm. the, the primary source of it is in the himalayan mountains and i know this i know this sounds crazy but <laughs> so this this stuff actually is is harvested <laughs> it's harvested by it by it by it's harvested by a company in india um and we've actually <laughs> met the owner and the founder of the company and we source this stuff directly from him and it's been used in traditional uh, you know, Indian medicine for hundreds of years. And that that's the main ingredient you're eating in this product. And so what the, what it actually does is it, it has all these micronutrients and minerals that you basically can't get any, anywhere, especially with the, you know, just drinking regular tap water and things like that. You're not, you're not getting all those minerals that are those rich minerals that come from, Come from the soil, and that come from you know fresh rushing water. that may come directly out of the mountains. You're not getting a lot of those those minerals and, and such. And this stuff is super concentrated in those micro micro minerals and, and other micronutrients. So this this stuff actually works with your body and helps increase the pathways in your body that help you produce more testosterone. Um, they this actually backed by clinical studies that have they've shown uh, an increase in the genes that regulate collagen synthesis. So this stuff will actually help your body. It upregulates your collagen synthesis genes that so you can process you know, collagen 100 times better. I mean, it's just this stuff. It's absolutely amazing, this stuff.
1: If somebody got into this, so they went into the website, and we'll give all the details at the end of the show. They go to the website, they buy some alpha strength. How much yep. do they take and how long before a guy notices a difference? And what are they likely to notice in your mind, Joe?
5: The serving size and everything's on the bottle. So I basically you're taking two capsules twice a day. And you know, total material you're probably it's about two hundred milligrams of the shila is is in there. I mean there's there's other things in there that help help your body process it and you know that are that are aiding in the process, but the the, the major ingredient is that shiet. And the clinical studies are all based on after 90 days. So if you want to actually maximize the benefit from it, it it's not going to happen until after 90 days of use. But I personally and others notice, I mean, you, you can notice it when you, on days that you take it. And especially if you take it as a directed before you go to sleep, you know that it's working. I mean, you're having more vivid dreams uh, you're, you know, when, when you wake up in the morning, you're well rested and you just, you feel more energized. I mean, things are going on in your body that you can, you can, you can really feel and why you should take it. Um, you know, one is, yeah, it does increase testosterone, but it has a whole plethora of, of other benefits as well. Like I said, you know, it helps increase your energy levels and, you know, people may not know that they have low, low testosterone. They just might feel like crap. And that's just a symptom of having low testosterone. And things that can affect it are, you know, there's so many things in in our environment, going back to nutrition, you know, and not not eating properly or pollutants in our environment or things that are in our food that are affecting our hormone levels. And everybody's different.
1: If we've got a corporate athlete who is a guy who is running a big company or a lady running a big firm of her own or a stay-at-home mum who is just... The day is just full of chores and getting things done and being organized. If you were to say, in my mind, my thought would be these would be the absolute fundamentals that would make up your supplement range to help somebody be their best and get their mojo working, because there's just so much to choose from.
5: Yeah, there's, yeah, there's definitely there's a lot out there. Well, before you even look at supplements, I mean, you need to look at your, your regular diet of what you're eating you know you can take all the supplements on the market but if you're you know like I said if you eat like crap it's just it's not going to do much for you so you have got to get your regular diet and and check first and then after that it's really going to depend on what what do you need to to supplement your lifestyle what are you doing you know let's say you don't even work out but you know you're on the go you're very busy you work long hours you know you're probably going to need some sort of a protein supplement if you're on the go, so you don't miss a meal, or so that you don't miss a meal and then go and something that you shouldn't eat, or eat something you shouldn't eat, you should always have some sort of a protein supplement there to help. You know, you can make a meal shake with it to be like a meal substitute, or if you're just in between meals if you're if you're hungry. So th- that that would be my first go to, and the second one would be uh, another type of protein, which is collagen protein, and that's something that is definitely. Uh, that a lot of us lack in our diets today, which is, that's the protein that helps repair your tendons, your joints, your ligaments, your skin. And if you think about it way back when our ancestors used to eat, you know, they killed a buffalo, they would eat the whole thing. And it's, we don't really do that too much anymore. You know, we, you know, people are eating things without the skin on it. They're not eating the joints. Nobody really wants to crunch on a joint either. So it's, it's, it's one of those things that, (laughs) <laughs> you know, people aren't eating that part of the animal, but that's, that, that, that's where collagen comes from. And if you're not getting that in your diet, that's why people have joint problems or joint mobility problems or joint pain or, you know, wrinkles in their skin and all of these things, you know, premature, premature signs of aging. It's, you know, collagen, having a collagen supplement is something that can help with that. And then after that if you work out the the first two I mentioned are going to be hopefully already in your diet because you're going to need repair for the for muscles and for joints. And then after that, you know, you can look at, you know, okay, you know, I want to help increase my energy, increase my blood flow during my workouts, you know, maybe look into a pre-workout supplement or, you know, like you said if you're feeling like, you know, you're maybe lacking in some testosterone, taking something like that could help. Improve your performance in the gym and elsewhere.
1: What's the product that you guys, that you and Justin, are most excited about that you think is going to be most beneficial for people to use?
5: Uh, I have to say, that, I mean, probably the collagen is, is 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 we're pretty excited about that. We're actually releasing another collagen protein by the end of the year here. That's uh, that one that we have now is a collagen from grass-fed. Uh, bovine hides, and the other, the next one we're coming out with is a fit is a marine collagen. It's actually wow. uh, from it's from wild caught deep sea snapper. Um, it's actually the scales. they they actually, uh, you know, remove the the skin and scales from the fish, and obviously the fish gets used for. Dinner. A food food source, food (laughs) industry, and then the the scales and skin are are removed (laughs) and broken down into collagen. And that's, we're pretty excited about that.
1: I think that's just the coolest thing. I love that idea. What's, talk me through, and this is the Sumerai Warrior supplement, Robbo. This is the one I love. The Sumerai Warriors use this. Matcha Ignite.
5: Yep, that's, that is, that's our pre workout drink. And that is, it's based on matcha green tea. That product is, it actually has two full cups of, when you mix that up, you're actually getting two full cups of green tea. And the cool thing about green tea is that, this in general, is that matcha is the actual whole green tea leaf uncooked and they just grind it up. So it's just a very deep green powder. So when you consume that, you're actually consuming the whole green tea leaf. It's not an extract. It's not like drinking a regular cup of tea. You're actually consuming the whole plant. And the difference between drinking a regular cup of tea or even coffee, for instance, is that there's something in green tea called theobromine, which is an amino acid. And what it does is it actually affects the way that your body absorbs caffeine. And so while there is caffeine in the green tea, it slows down the processing by your body so that it can be absorbed in a different manner and through different channels. And what happens is instead of getting that Super hyper jacked up type of feeling, and then drop. What you get is just a a mind and body type of energizing feel that will can, can honestly last all day.
1: It's probably important just for the folks listening. When I'm going through these products that the guys have got, Robbo and I, this is not an ad for the products because we don't <laughs> get anything out of this. It's purely because I'm just fascinated by it. I think it's the coolest range of products, and I just find your website to be very compelling with what you and Justin are doing. So just to be thank clear, you. folks, this is not a, a, not a plug or an ad because we're getting any kickback on this. This is purely because we dislike this stuff, and this is two young guys having a crack and seemingly doing the right thing by us to help us get our mojo working. Right, Robert? Absolutely, <laughs> and, a, and in a, and a really interesting way too. Yeah,
5: well, I mean, th- thank you, and, yeah, no, there's no uh, – Definitely no sponsorship involved here or anything. Definitely, uh, both speaking here at our own free will. So,
1: mate, um, it's been a real treat uh, talking to you. I Really appreciate your time. I think Robbo Joe is sufficiently warmed up for the big question. The
2: big question. I let's, okay. let's go with
1: the big question this week. I think.
2: So you're up early in the morning. It's a uh, it's yeah. a weekday. You're sort of you're stretching your arms, getting out of bed, getting ready to get going, but your mojo's not quite ticking over this morning. What's the song that we go to in the kitchen while we're eating our breakfast to get our day kicked off in the right way?
5: I'm into all that screaming and metal, metal type of stuff. Thrash so. metal.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what I would turn on. I turn on some, some, some nice. t- put on my
5: headphones and turn on some kind of some kind of metal metal music. Somebody can scream in my ear and wake my ass up.
1: Before we finish, Joe, what would be your uh, your standard breakfast? You're out of bed. You've put on some uh, some thrash metal in your headphones. What are you eating for breakfast? What's, what's your, how's, your, how's your day start?
5: A lot of times before I work out, I honestly won't eat anything. Um, I'll actually work out fasted. Um, not that that, I know that sounds boring, but, yeah, I actually, I actually won't eat anything. Um, or I will, if if I am Maybe feeling super hungry, or I know it's going to be a really tough workout. I'll usually mix something that's easy to digest. I don't want to eat a big meal before I go work out. So what I'll do is I'll I'll make a make a shake, or even just have have some coffee with some coconut oil. So it'll either be coffee with coconut oil, or a an collagen protein, or I'll have a uh, a, whey, a whey protein shake, and I'll throw some of our Matcha Ignite pre workout in there. So I'll put like chocolate whey protein and some of that chocolate matcha and uh, some coconut oil, and then I'll be off to the gym. Here's a
2: question for you. I'm a big fan of coconut oil. I I do smoothies of a morning. I'm a big fan of coconut oil in my smoothies.
5: Oh, my gosh. Stuff's awesome.
2: There seems to be so many different types out there. Is there one in particular I should look for?
5: You just want to look for something that's organic, non-GMO, if you can. There are a lot of them out there.
2: Yeah, there are, aren't there?
5: Yeah, we're actually working on a, um, hopefully by the end of the year, we're releasing a, a coconut MCT oil. So it's an MCT oil, but it's derived exclusively from coconuts, um, from non-GMO coconuts. So, and, and the difference between that and regular coconut oil is that the, the, the solid part of the oil has been removed, so it's just the, the, the liquid part, so it's not solid at room temperature. It just makes it a lot easier for on-the-go if you want to put that in a shake or just drip. You know. I mean, it's, it's easy to put regular coconut oil in coffee, especially if it's hot, because it'll just melt it down. Um, but it's and but it's a lot easier if you just have the liquid for shakes and you know even if you just need an energy boost you can just take a tablespoon of it and, and go.
1: Have to put our name on the mailing list for that one, Gary. Yep, done. Joe, thanks again, mate. It's been a real treat uh, hooking up with you and uh, and hearing your thoughts. I think the, the stuff you're doing with, with you and Justin is just super cool and the products really we just we just really like the backstory, like what you're doing, love the products, and uh, can't wait to try it, mate. Absolutely, good luck yeah. with it, man. <laughs>
5: thank you Gary and thank, thank you Robo appreciate appreciate you guys having me on the show the mojo radio show
2: so my mornings now consist of a shower without soap coffee with about a thousand different ingredients and a couple of tablets and some MCT oil. Is that about right?
1: Not exactly. The showering, you've got the soap on a rope, so you're taking care of there with the Rojo Radish <laughs> soap on a rope. Uh, chemical free, <laughs> theatre of the mind. But no, you'd, you'd have your coffee and mm. you'd throw in your Caveman Coffee MCT mm-hmm. uh, and a bit of grass-fed butter or whatever else you want to put into it. I mean, mm. Tate Fletcher from the first week of Rocktober had an interesting recipe he uses, which yeah. I've tried and is fantastic. And it certainly satiates your appetite. Have you tried that? Yeah, yeah, it's cool, man. It's It satiates your appetite mm. and can keep you going way until early afternoon. Yeah. Um, and as long as you're not digging in too much to your reserves of energy, so as long as you are just dieseling along, mm. it's the bomb. Mm. If you were going to make a smoothie, all you do is is you just put in some of the natural force or nature's force product into your smoothie.
2: Yeah, there's a um, And
1: that just tops up what you're doing. So yep. the, all this stuff is designed to make it easy for you to get your nutrition in. Mm. But with what you're already doing with your smoothie, if you look at where you think you might have some shortcomings in magnesium or whatever it might be, mm. you just add it to your smoothie. So I don't think it's that complicated.
2: No, No, I'm going to give it a go. The Mojo Radio Show. So with the end of
1: October comes a new segment. It is a new segment and this came about because being out and about on the speaking circuit travelling around Australia, and in fact just last week I was in New Zealand, you get to meet lots of interesting people and people who have got a small business but they're getting after it. They're having a crack. Mm. So we've decided to have a new segment to give these people a little bit of a voice to help them along and it's called Getting After It. Okay, roll it. At the Mojo
0: Radio Show, we love hearing about people who are chasing their dreams.
1: I
7: have a dream.
0: People who are getting after it. Get off it, get
7: off it. Gotta have soda soda rock
4: rock.
2: I reckon this is a great idea because, you're right, there's so many people out there who have an idea, uh, A, too scared to have a go, B, not sure what to do, or C, if they've started, how to take it to the next level. And I I reckon you're on a winner with this little segment, Mr Whistle.
1: And this guy's good. This guy, Adam Rakowski, has come with gifts for you, Robbo. Great. (laughs) So, you know, a couple of weeks ago, you got upset because you reckon I was giving all the goodies. Yeah. Well, take a look at these. boxes, mate. Oh, Nice. Look at that. Hey, that'll keep, that'll keep the boys happy. Yeah, love that. Yeah, so that'll have to, have to commando here in the studio. Good for the count. So Adam Rakowski is from Mojo Down Under. Now, check out his Instagram feed, and I'll put a link to it in the show notes. He does the coolest range of men's undergarments and swimmers and that sort of stuff, and His Instagram account is beautifully shot. I mean, it's really a nice job. Now, I can tell you, I've known this guy for a little while, I followed his journey. He has worked really, really hard, been through a lot. He's put it all on the line to make this work. He is totally getting after it. And we've got Adam on the phone for a quick chat. Mate, welcome to the Mojo Radio Show. Thanks.
6: Thanks, Gary. Glad to be on board.
1: Now, you are first out of the gate of a new segment we're calling Getting After It, guys who... Are starting a business, getting after it, giving it a crack—just give us a, a quick executive summary, mate. What's um, what's your business all about?
6: So, the business is—it's uh, called Mojo Down Under, and uh, we're a predominantly a men's uh, underwear business made in Australia, which I started uh, in two thousand and three. Uh, my background is, is uh, a plumber by trade, and I uh, I started the business years ago. So, it was always like fashion, but like the accessories and getting into. Uh, Doing a brand. When you started
1: Mojo Down Under, um, and of course everything's got, a, everything's got a title today, Adam, so they call it now a side hustle, where it's not your primary okay. thing, where you started on the side, it's a side hustle. You started Mojo Down Under as a, as a, a sideline, didn't you? Yeah,
6: I did, yeah, I did. So when I had my plumbing business for, for 13 years, I started Mojo on the side and just um, dug holes during the day and then... Uh, did Mojo during
1: the night. So how long did you do that for?
6: For uh, 12 years. Well, sorry, 12 sorry, sorry. years. did it, did it for did it about, it's 13 years old now. So we kind of, about three years ago, I went full time. So 10 years.
1: When you decide to go full time, take us through that moment. Like what was the deciding factor that said, you know what, I'm going to go into this all in?
6: Predominantly, the main thing was holding me back was, was money. So I needed to keep the cash flow business or something uh, to keep food on the table. So... I just kept plumbing for all those years and had a vision that, that the goal for me was, was mojo full time. So in those dark times in, in plumbing I um uh, had to had to, like the focus on, on pulling me out of those bad times just to go well one day I'm gonna be there. And it was only um three years back that I did some some, some bigger deals in some um, in some business transactions that actually allowed me to, to, to make the decision and to um to go mojo full time. So
1: how much have you invested into this business so far? 13 years down the track and you're still working at it, you're still getting after it to try and make this thing come true the way that you've dreamt of it. How much have you had to risk?
6: In the in the last two years, we've put about 400000 into it and before that would be probably equal to or more than the same than that because of we started off and I did everything for the partnership agreements. We own 10 to 12 different trademarks We've designed. We've met a lot of consultants. We've made a lot of mistakes along the way. But I just built a business, the whole thing through networking. So just meeting people, someone who knew someone, trying it out. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, just move on. Is it been worth it, mate? hundred percent. So I sat two years ago. I could have went another direction. I could have went into a different sort of a, uh, a property, sort of development role, and um, and made some good money and moved on and probably be happy. But um, I wasn't happy in me. And the risk for reward for me moving forward now is 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 tenfold because it just feels right for me. And we're getting some runs on the board as well.
1: It's interesting. There, There is somebody listening to this show somewhere in the world right now, Adam, and they've got a dream for a business. They want to start their own brand. They've got a product or a service they want to bring to life. With the journey you've been on for 13 years, all that you've put into it, you're still getting after it. What piece of advice would you would you say to somebody who maybe needs that motivation to take the first step and create a side hustle or go all in?
6: I met actually met with a, with a girl last week who was an accountant in Sydney and she, um, she just started her own side uh, bikini line. And um, you could tell she was passionate about it, but at the moment she's just in the infant stage. And I said to her, just make sure you keep your cash flow or some sort of job because you'll, if, you, if you need to release that product early because you need money, it may not be the best and then your dream will, will die away. So just take your time. Have fun, but just keep some sort of income coming. It in. doesn't matter what it's from—if it's packing shelves or it's a job. Just make sure you can put food on the table and just incrementally do things. Unless you're an investor and you're lucky to to get some big, big, big money, but um, we have had that opportunity. Good advice.
1: Now, before we uh, before we let you go, Robbo and I were talking before getting you on the line here in the studio, Adam and. Uh, robo has got a question about boxers.
2: <laughs> I don't really yeah, have a question about boxers because I've worn boxers since 92, I can tell you, and I know the date because I got introduced to boxers through a, um, a person that used to advertise on one of the radio stations I used to work on and I've never looked back. But I would like you to confirm or deny um, rumours that I have heard and articles that I have seen that wearing boxer shorts is actually good for the count, if you know what well, I mean. Uh,
6: I fully understand, and all our listeners out there who have watched uh, Seinfeld, yep. I think Kramer was on the money. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah he was, was
6: he? There you go. <laughs> Supposedly, the boxers or the hipster trunks are the ones. that. Oh, they, some, someone at Harvard or someone did a study I saw once, whether it was uh, a joke or whatever, but predominantly they reckon boxer shorts um, allow the guys to breathe.
2: There you go. What what am I, what am I looking at? 20, 26 years have actually paid off for me. There you go.
6: Well, it could be time to upgrade, so I'll have to send you some new ones, mate. Oh, I'd love to try them. I'd love (laughs) to try them. there we go.
2: The big fella's in. Booyah! Touchdown! You know what? One place where I reckon you could make some money is I, I can't wear boxes when I'm playing footy. Right. You're just hanging out there a bit too much, if you know what I mean. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Robo, there are some things you can't unsee, mate.
2: Yeah,
6: exactly. Yeah, I, I know. And that's why we're skins these days, I think. That's that, right. That yeah, well, that's that's the
2: solution for the moment. You're right. That's why they call it tackle, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Hey, um, there you go. Birdie's come out with one. Watch out. Yeah, look out. Yeah.
1: He's here all day, folks. Um, Adam, it's been, uh, it's been great. I've known Adam for a little while now. I've been watching your journey from afar, having a name like Mojo Down Under. Mate, you had us at Hello and I bumped into Adam at a gig just recently and uh, I just love your determination. You're getting after it. You you just won't give up. You just believe in the dream. And, uh, mate, it's been a real pleasure having you on the show. And for, for folks who want to learn more about you guys, where do you send them, mate?
6: Do we, we send the product itself. We're international. So we, we sold some stuff last week to Cambodia, Singapore and New York. So it's it's an, it's an online internet business and that's what kept our prices predominantly down and with our overheads. But um, yeah, look, we do blogs and stuff. Everything's on our website, which is just mojo dot com. And we've put a run through everything through that, and our social media means, and um, that's our best channel of, of contacts and everything. Yeah,
1: I must say, I love your Instagram feed, mate. I've been following you guys uh, for a little while now, and the photography and how you present on Instagram is fantastic, mate. Well done.
6: Thanks for that. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we've got a, a couple of guys on on in the business. We we, we work we would do a lot of have a lot of consultants on board, so. We've got two full-time staff, but the rest, and there's about 15 other people who work behind the scenes in Mojo, just from designers, photography, to pattern makers, to everything. And um, Martin is our Instagram guy, and he does a really good job from down in Bondi Beach, yeah.
1: Is that something you've learned, Adam, before we let you go, is that something you've learned that it's valuable to have guys who can come in and out of the business as you need them, to sort of fill in those skill sets that you may not have?
6: That's been the biggest thing I think that I even learned from my plumbing business was, the overheads of staff compared to having someone who's a consultant and you'll find that people who are the consultants in what we look for love what they do as well. So you can give them a task and they can just run off and they'll do it because they, want to, they just love it. So it's a little bit easier to run the business that way um, when we just project manage and oversee them all and just um, brainstorm the ideas.
2: Yeah, it's a bit like Gary on this show. I just call him in when I need him. Really. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, he doesn't get paid. Just loves what he does. <laughs> uh, we'll, um, mate. If you if, if you send through some mojo down under boxes, we'll uh, we'll yes. set Robo up in those, and we'll post a few photos for you on <laughs> Instagram. Now, settle down.
6: Actually, gets some reposting. He might make the 2017 Bondi uh, Rescue calendar. There you go. <laughs> oh, there we go, big
4: fella. Hey, do ya. Yeah.
2: There's <laughs> Mr. Federer. <laughs> Rob- Robbo and his boxers in his Northern Barbarians footy jersey. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, that's great. Well, uh, it's been great, Adam. Thank you, mate. We're uh, we're fans of what you're doing. We'd, uh, we love guys that are getting after it. You're one of those guys. So um, thanks for joining us, buddy. Yeah, good luck with it, mate.
6: Thank you, guys. I appreciate the
0: call. It's great. The Mojo Radio Show. <laughs> we don't take ourselves too seriously.
2: <laughs> oh, thank God. While we're having that little chat, I tried them on. <laughs> <laughs> Some things you can't unsee.
1: That's right, exactly. That's right. <laughs> Check this out. <laughs> So, uh, thanks, Adam, for popping us through for the big guy. And he, thanks for the visual. Uh, he, yeah, he, like, <laughs> he looks a treat. Uh, so, to close the show for the first week of November, I've got a book review The
0: Mojo Pages. I could
7: stay awake just to.
1: This is an interesting book review because it's also a lesson of rock that came from one of the world's great rockers, a guy called John Karabi, who was formerly the lead singer of Motley Crue, Mm. is now the front man with The Dead Daisies, a great mate of the show. And Karabi mentioned this book to us. He said, if you want a great read, get rocks, my life, in and out of Aerosmith by Joe Perry. Now, I've just finished this book. I loved it and I'll tell you why. This actually is one of those rock books you just can't put down. Very very well read, terrific story. The lesson for me is that this is a kid who initially he idolized Jacques Cousteau. Yeah, and wow. he wanted to yeah, he wanted to explore. He wanted to be a marine biologist and explore under the ocean. And he started building his own diving kit and these cages to go diving in the lakes around his home. Mm. And then one day he heard an electric guitar and his whole world changed. The guitar then became his passion and as he says in the book, an object of lust. And his passion quickly grew where he became completely obsessed with the guitar. This is a really, really well written book and it's just a wonderful story. And there's a couple of lessons I would take from it. Number one, if you're not sure what your passion is, think back to when you were a kid and what was the stuff you did where... Food, time, people, hygiene, nothing nothing mattered. It was yeah. just about that thing. And think back and have you let that go? Have you pushed that aside? The second thing for any parent, I think this is a wonderful book to read to just remind us we should constantly be looking at what our children's passion, their own passion, not what we think they should do, but their own passion and what we can do to feed that passion. Now, obviously, the book covers off the typical you know rock and roll lifestyle and how he goes off the off the rails and everything else however in amongst it he he was so determined to make his dream come true where he couldn't be distracted from it he knew right from wrong in terms of what he wanted for his dream and exactly what he wanted to create the same discipline didn't apply to other areas of his life but mm-hmm. that's all part of the story the texture or the layers that go on in someone's life. So I gotta say, mate, I, I think this is a really good. You'd you'd love this book. I would love that book. I, can I borrow it? Well, it's a Kindle, <laughs> so not really. <laughs> <laughs> Just leave me your phone for a couple of days. It'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. So in his own words, Perry says it's a loner story, the band story, the recovery story, the cult story, the love story, the success story, the failure story, the rebirth story, mm. the re- story, and the post destructive rebirth story. I highly recommend it, if you love your rock, if you're interested in autobiographies, biographies, learning from the good, the bad and the ugly, Joe Perry. And I think we should finish with one of the great songs that we all love from Aerosmith, which is... Uh, walk This Way would have to be, wouldn't it? We're out. Sure
7: changing. <laughs> I met a cheerleader, was a real young greeter. All the times I could reminisce. All the best things I love, and with a sister and a cousin, only started with a little kiss like this. Love us here to stay, but you told me to Three young ladies in the school gym locker When I noticed they was looking at me I was a high school loser And made it with a ladies Till the phone told coming something I missed Then my next door neighbor with a daughter had a favor So I gave her just a little kiss Like this